When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy. Yeah, with some possible severe weather tonight, sun and cloud mix throughout the daytime, a little more humid. It's going to be one of those weeks where we see the humidity slowly build as the week wears on. It's making me very excited because this is our first official week of cheer camp. Oh, yeah? And so now, of course, they've waited for the 100-degree temperatures for us of all course. to be at cheer camp. Yeah. <laughs> there is a possibility of a late evening storm, and downpours are very possible, maybe even some hail into the early overnight. So we'll continue to keep an eye on that. See a high of 87 today, and right now it's 65 at Cincinnati's Q102. All right, uh, and speaking of the heat, air conditioning and heat stroke. Google searches have hit an all-time high, and you've heard of gaslighting, even ghosting. But what is ghost lighting? It is Monday, the 24th of July, 2023. We're Jeff and Jen, and here it is, your news that didn't make the news on Cincinnati's Q102. Yeah, this uh, this historic heat wave we're in is also causing a historic amount of Googling. Searches for heat wave, air conditioning, and fans hit an all-time high this month, according to Google Trends. We're also searching for heat stroke more than ever. So what exactly is heat stroke? <laughs> That's the number one question we're asking about it. What is it? What is heat stroke? Because it feels like sometimes when you're out, that's just something people use freely. Like, oh my God, I'm having a heat stroke. Is it similar to, I mean, not exactly the same, but in the same way that it affects your body, like when you're dehydrated, you know, your your body starts functioning the way it's supposed to. Functioning funkily. Yeah, it's uh, heat stroke is when your core body temperature is 104 or higher. So it's not really a stroke. But it can cause headaches, confusion, slurred speech, seizures, and even kill you. Mm. When it's less severe than that, it's called heat exhaustion. Oh, okay. And heat exhaustion can actually take a few days until you feel back to normal. But you can still be sensitive to hot weather for up to a week or more. Heat stroke usually requires a hospital stay and up to a year to fully recover from that. Like, that's no joke. Wow. A year. Oh, yeah. 
Well, and it's been happening. I mean, we've been very blessed locally with our weather, but you know, out west, it's been a hundred and seventeen ish for a couple of weeks now. Right. I mean, yeah, we've, pl- we've had a mild summer yeah, here so far. Yeah. Now we were we were in Europe the last two weeks, and we got lucky because we were sort of like in northwestern Europe. We were in the Netherlands, and we were in Denmark. Uh, and we were in Norway, so all of these are like north of where they're really getting that. Like Italy was just taking an absolute yeah, brutal heat. Beating. Well, I saw you guys had on like jackets and sweaters sometimes, so it must have been like a little bit chilly. Yeah, so weather wise, like Amsterdam could not have been nicer. It was probably seventy two degrees every day that we were there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Denmark was probably sixty eight. And we'd have like a sunny day and then we'd have a partly cloudy day and then we'd have a rain day and then we'd have a sunny day. And so we kind of got a mixed bag and Denmark is a little more north of the Netherlands. And then we moved even further north to Norway and we were in Western Norway, which that was like 58, 60 degree highs. In August? (laughs) Well, in July. And yeah, I mean, it was... But it was mild, but there was hum- like just enough humidity in the air where it didn't feel winter-like, you know? Cold. Yeah, it felt kind of balmy, but well, like, I know jet- like a windbreaker would do the job. But I think, uh, I know jet streams and all that stuff play into it as well, but, you know, the Netherlands, England, Scandinavia, that's all like the equivalent of Canada on our continent. Yeah. Like, it's mm-hmm. further north. It's way north of, of here. But on the way back... We took a plane from Oslo to Paris, and when we got off the plane, like you're walking through the tube in Paris, and the and the the uh, you know those those tubes that you like when you get off the plane and you're yeah. heading into the terminal and you're in these tubes. You well, here here you can't see what's outside, but there they're made of like plexiglass, mm-hmm. so it lets all that heat in, and you could feel that humidity <laughs> when you got off the plane in Paris. You're like, oh, this is what they were talking about. Yeah, they were just conditioning you for to make it back to the Midwest. Yeah, they're on the way. Uh, but we saw people who were just like, you know, pouring water on themselves in Rome and it's just not making any difference. Wow. So what do you do for heat exhaustion? Well, get out of the heat and find some AC, of course, if you can, but also drink fluids. Maybe take a cold bath, loosen those clothes, drench them in water if you have to. And definitely call 911 if those symptoms get worse or happen to last more than an hour. But you'll you'll see the signs if you're suffering from heavy sweating, if you're if you're feel if your heart is racing, that's a sign. You start cramping up, that's a sign that you're dehydrated and that you could be heading into heat exhaustion. Uh, a headache, you add a headache to that, dizziness, feeling faint, and being tired or weak in general. That's when you know you need help. But a heat stroke is even worse. People tend to feel very confused, might even become aggressive or combative. And when it's bad enough to be a heat stroke, you're not supposed to give them water. Because at that point, it doesn't do much. They could they could inhale it into their lungs by mistake. And if they're low on electrolytes, water could actually make things worse. Instead, oh, they wow. say call 911 right away and do other things to cool them down, like putting cold towels over them. Oh, my gosh. All right, it's 7.30 with Jeff and Jen at Cincinnati's Q102. Jen is off today. She's back in tomorrow. So you got me, Fritch, and Tim. And one of our top news that didn't make the news stories this morning, have you heard of this dating term called ghost lighting? No, this is new for me. It's actually not brand new, but it is trending right now. It's kind of a mashup of two terms you have 
heard of ghosting when you disappear and stop responding to calls or texts. It's sort of a recurring theme on second date update. And then gaslighting when you make someone question their reality. Well, ghost lighting is both. It's when you disappear, get called out for it, and try to claim, oh, I wasn't ghosting you. I was just really busy. Oh, we've heard this before. We just haven't called it this. Yeah. Right. This happens all the time on Second Date Update. It does. And people have been using the term online since at least 2017, but now it's actually going to the mainstream. And it's not always just a dating thing. Like, this is something that friends do, too, to each other. Like, instead of telling a friend you don't want to hang out anymore, you just ghost them. You just don't respond, and, and then all of a sudden when And they then call they realize out, that they call you out on it, and you claim, oh, man, work has just been really crazy, and, you know, I've had a bunch of family stuff, and this, that, and the other thing. I guess the meanest version is when you act oblivious and make them feel crazy for caring so much. Like, what do you mean? I've been here all along. Honey, find something to do. <laughs> well, you have no life? <laughs> Come on. You know, we, we have to get together all the time. Well, yeah, but it's been like a year since we... Well, I've, I've been busy. You know, I have a life. <laughs> I have so many things going on. Yeah, when they start doing that, that's that's yeah, ghost lighting. That's when it's in trouble. Big time. It's hard, though, keeping up with everybody, Jeff. It's just so hard. I, I know. It's so hard <laughs> because I have so many friends. How do you do it? I just don't know. I can't keep up. I can't keep up with everybody. I have no more room for friends. <laughs> you know what's crazy, though, is we'll be, out. Yeah. we'll be out somewhere, and, you know, we meet people all the time, and it's really cool to connect with new people, and, you know, all like, totally. ha- half of me is going, I really like these people. That's really cool. We should go out to dinner with them or, you know, invite them to that thing. And then the other half of my brain is going, I can't keep up with the damn friends I have. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> like, what, what, what am I, what are we doing? You love and you want to meet new people and you want to hang out with them and you really hit it off. Yeah. And then you're like, I just, I can't. Mm-hmm. Right. So something that, that I find very helpful whenever I travel are picture signs. And Europe in general, doesn't matter what country you go to in Europe, most of the, the signs are sort of uniform. You know, they're all kind of the same. So you can identify a no parking spot, not because it says no parking, but because it's like a circular blue sign with a red X through it. So if you see that, that means don't park here. Well, we were at the Oslo Opera House in Norway one day. And if you've ever seen it, it's a very sort of modern design that's designed to look like an iceberg. Ooh, and, that's cool. And you can walk on top of the roof because it slopes up from the okay. ground. And you can get pretty high up there. And it also sits on what's known as the Oslo Fjord, which is a river. And if you're not careful... You could fall off the side of it into the water. What? Well, it's... Does it happen a, a lot? There's a wall. Okay. And there are picture signs on it showing people don't dive off of this. It doesn't say do not dive or do not jump into the water, but it's got a little X through the sign. Don't dive. With a figure of a person who's diving off the side of the building. I'm sure they feel like they don't have to do that. Communicating one person. All languages. Just right. takes one. And evidently, somebody didn't pay attention to the sign. 
So they had to put barricades up in front of the wall to add as a as an additional deterrent because people don't pay attention to warning signs mm-hmm. or warning labels. And, the, you know, when you think, I mean, there's warning labels on everything these oh, days. Yeah. Virtually every product has a long write-up with red lettering about how the thing can be dangerous if you're not careful. And it didn't always used to be this way. There were very few warning labels until the 1960s when they started going on packs of cigarettes. And then other products followed suit. And then things went really crazy in the 1990s when everybody started following these these lawsuits. Like, you know, the woman who filed a lawsuit because she spilled McDonald's coffee on her lap. Oh, yeah. And she scalded herself. And she said there should have been a warning label on the, on the coffee cup saying. Hot. Right. Caution hot. Contains hot liquid. That was the time. I remember that story. Isn't that a common sense given? But I feel like that was kind of the launching point for so many warning labels. It was. So now researchers are worried that we're so desensitized that no one ever reads them or even notices warning labels anymore, which has made them basically pointless. In fact, one expert says warning labels have become ubiquitous. If everything in the supermarket is labeled as dangerous, then you don't know what to buy. Yeah, that's the truth. Right? That means that companies can't rely on people reading through all the warnings. So they may redesign some products to make them safer for consumers, like, for example, requiring someone to pull a lever or push a button to start a lawnmower rather than having it start with the turn of a key. Oh, like itself? Yeah. Well, that just happened also... Last week, I believe someone won um, some money from McDonald's because they were burned by one of the chicken nuggets. I think it was like 80000 or something like that or okay. 800000 I don't remember the exact total, yeah. but there was some. Do well, you remember the total, John? That I thought, but it was a child. It was yeah, like a, a, a two-year-old burned a was burned nugget. by a chicken nugget. Yeah. yeah, and they got like tons of money from McDonald's for it. Well, since we're talking about warnings, before we go to John, let me give you this warning. (laughs) It seems like products are constantly being recalled for things like salmonella. I've never seen this before. Trader Joe's just issued a recall for two types of cookies they sell because they might contain rocks. Oh, my gosh. Please don't say it's the chocolate chip biscottis. (laughs) No, they have. Well, they haven't elaborated or explained (laughs) how the rocks even got in there. Uh, But they've already been pulled from the shelves. Anyone who's already bought them can bring them back for a full refund. The two types of cookies, Tim, that might be full of rocks are the almond windmill cookies and their dark chocolate chunk with almonds. Mm. And so all people the, think they're chewing on the almonds, but it's really rocks. It could be a rock. All the potentially rock-filled snacks have sell-by dates between October 17th and 21st. So if you bought either of those types, but they have a different sell-by date, they're fine. All right. So the sell-by dates you got to be concerned about are the ones that are between October 17th and October 21st. And with that, we turn now to 9 News consumer reporter John Matarese. So you don't eat rocks or you waste know, your money. You might have explained why so many times I eat almonds. And I'm sure I'm eating rocks. <laughs> you know, you bite into an almond or an almond joy or something and crunch. Yeah. Like, is that my teeth or was that a rock? <laughs> and I love how there's different pronunciations for almonds. I say almond. He just said almond. 
I, I knew say pe- almonds. I knew almonds. people who, <laughs> I had family members who live in Sacramento, California, which is where the Blue Diamond uh, Almond Factories. Factory is, and they call them Ammons. Ammons. There. Yeah, yeah, different names. So, right? so there is different an names. L or not. <laughs> so good for you, healthy, but uh, they sometimes chew like rocks. Yeah, and it can be expensive. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to talk to you about Barbie. Talk to us about Barbie. Hey, Barbie. Because the doll or the hottest, movie? Well, the hottest movie of the year, and I'm sure Fritch was there opening day. Yeah, Tim and I went to a preview on Tuesday night, uh-huh. and it's good. Uh-huh. <laughs> we really liked it. Good, good. Uh, everybody's buzzing about Barbie. Did you watch Barbie. it yet? No, I have not. Oh, you need to go. No, I have not. You need but to I, go. I need to. First night, you're going to the 310. You want to come? Uh, I usually wait for the. Uh, $3.99 special on Amazon oh, Prime. Sure of course do. he does. Exactly. Yeah. We know who we're talking about. When it's right. included with Prime, then Right, I'll when watch. it's free with Prime. That's right. <laughs> then, I watch a, then I watch a movie. But everyone's buzzing about it, and as a result, there's a lot of interest in Barbie dolls. And we oh, went to yeah. a doll shop. It's a collectible doll shop, believe it or not, on Beachmont Avenue, Mount Washington. Oh, Smiley's Dolls and Collectibles. And people are like, really? Yeah, there is. And it's filled with hundreds of old dolls. Actually, Jack, yeah, for, for people like you and me, they have old Hot Wheels. Is oh, it cool. creepy there? No, oh, it's okay. not creepy. Well, it's because sometimes like, dolls are creepy. Yeah, they can be, yes. Yeah. But it's it's not. They have all sorts. They have Star Wars, Legos from the 1990s. So that's it's pretty cool. cool. Oh, that's very uh, cool. So we talked to them about, you know, are Barbies going up in value? And they said, yes, they are going up in value because of the movie, but only a few. It's the ones from the 80s and 90s with that look of the big blonde hair, the bright colors the outfits were bright pastels and hot pinks and yellows and and those bright colors because why because it matches the movie so it's the barbies that look like the barbie and ken in the movie that are now going up in value and dolls that were twenty dollars may now be worth a hundred she had one uh that almost looked like barbie in the movie almost looked like margot robbie and it was that one was like 200 bucks because it just matches the movie. There, there were a handful of Barbies in the movie that I guess were created through the years that they discontinued for whatever reason. Oh, yeah. So I, I thought you were going to say it was one of those well, Barbies. Yeah, I I'm sure those, those are probably I'm worth sure yeah. those now are also good. Yeah. People are looking for the ones that were featured in the movie. Now, this is interesting. The ones that are not going up in value, the Barbies that are worth like five bucks. It's probably all the ones Fritch has from all her childhood. All the holiday Barbies Thank you. that people keep in holiday the Holiday Barbies. Oh, yeah. The one that you got every Christmas when you were eight and ten yeah. years old, and your mom said, don't open it because it's going to be really valuable when you grow up. So that Barbie, the holiday Barbie in the big box with the year on it, two, we saw them, there's a 2006 oh, yeah. holiday Barbie. With the Barbie. green velvet dress Yes, on. yes, either a dark red <laughs> or a dark green velvet dress. She said, oh, these are worth like maybe $10 so because there's millions be, of them. But they have to be... Uh, in the box, not played with. Yes, a uh, doll to be valuable needs to be original. Uh, the original outfit, and the hair not touched themselves. in the box. Yeah, how many ten year olds would get a doll and not play with it? Yeah. Only when mom tells you tuck away the holiday Barbie, which is now not worth anything. Uh, also, if you uh, altered the doll, if you cut the hair off, like I'm sure Weird you did, Barbie. right? Weird uh, Barbie. And he turned the head around, <laughs> and it looked like something from Sid in the movie Toy Story, yes. where he puts like the spider head on top but of the doll. You had to have one that was at least like that for experimentation. Yes, you had to have a science experiment. You had your whole little Barbie clan and then you had the one Barbie that you put makeup on and made their face really short. Right, right. I think that's how my sister realized she wanted to go into cosmetology was because of all of the 
cutting of the Barbie hair when we were little. That's funny. <laughs> there it's you the go. Truth. There you go. So check out what you have in the closet. Is at there home. a toy I, ha- I have right now that, or should we buy for our kids that we should hold on to for thirty oh, years and not? It's open? always been that way. It's always like, yeah, Beanie Babies. They're going to be worth millions. Yeah, no, you have to not. like you have to like pay people to take them away. The Furbies, all that Furbies, stuff. Furbies, yes, back exactly. So I don't know. Just play with the toys, enjoy them. As I always say, don't waste your money. All right, what are you working on for tonight? Oh, speaking of old stuff, if you're trying to clear out mom and dad's house, should you hire an estate selling company or is it a waste of money? Wow, we'll you know. that's a good topic. I could have used you a few years ago yeah. on that. All right, it is 743. Jeff and Jen, Cincinnati's Q102. Weather-wise, sun and cloud mixed today. It'll be a little more humid today than it was yesterday, and we're going to see that humidity sort of increase as the week wears on. The only thing to be concerned about uh, late possibility of late evening storms, throw in some downpours and some possible hail. It's definitely something we're going to keep an eye on tonight. We'll see a high of 87, and right now it's 65 here at Cincinnati's Q102. All right, coming up, another round of second date update. But first, to check the roads, Denise Johnson has your latest. feel confident on your second date with help from the plastic surgery group schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com surgery has an art hi everybody this is adriana trajani i'm the host of you are what you read i have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now we get everybody from sarah jessica parker to Kristen Hanna, mitch album Susie essman Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hey, Mary. Good morning, Jeff. Welcome back. I love the pictures. Oh, thank you. It, the pictures don't do it justice, Mary. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yep. If you ever have an opportunity, highly recommend Norway. I don't think that's ever going to happen. (laughs) (laughs) Most normal people don't have Jeff's budget for traveling. (laughs) Well, listen, you know, I don't do them every month. I mean, I got to take some time to save up for these things just like everybody else. You got to get your Sky Miles card so that you can use your points. Yeah, you got to make them work. Yeah. It's so fantastic you found someone who loves to travel like you do. Well, I'll tell you what, we're going to try to win you $1,000 to put toward your Norway fund. <laughs> if you can answer 10 questions that begin with a letter that we're about to reveal here. I mean, you know, you're running the place. I mean, they could they could do without you for a week or two over there. You they know? could. Oh, yeah. I'm on my walk, so sorry if I sound a little out of breath. Okay, yeah. And I told Jeff when I picked up the phone, I was like, she sounds like really far away. <laughs> I had you on speaker was why. It sounds oh, gotcha, way gotcha. better now, yeah. Okay. Good. Well, don't be mad at me. I don't pick these letters, but you got the letter Q. Oh. You've, you've done well with Q in the past. And <laughs> it also says here that I'm just showing everybody else the what piece of paper say? here. It says she gets one free pass. Okay. Oh, one free pass. So nine. You're going to do nine. Get nine. Yeah. So if you can do nine. That's solid, Mary. Nine questions in 30 seconds that begin with the letter Q. We'll give you a thousand dollars. We'll write that check right. out to Mary Pugh. So, I've got thirty seconds on the clock, and I will not start the timer until Tim is finished asking the first question. All right, Mary, you ready? All right, yes, Tim, let's go. All right, with the letter Q. Good luck. <laughs> Tell me something a Viking would yell. Huh. Quit. Something red. 
Queef. Something blue. Colored quarter, quarter. Something white. Queen. Type of fish. Gosh, pass. Body of water. Quebec Sea. Something in your suitcase. Hubert game. Something square. Q in the Ikea. <laughs> a drink. Quebec. <laughs> Quebec is square. It's, I got to tell you, man, I love it. And I you mean, give it a good shot. It is you fun to listen to you yes. make the Great attempt. Job. It really is. It's, what did she say? Cubit game? Is that a CU? Cubert. What's a Cubert? <laughs> It was What's a video a game in the eighties. Is that a real guys? thing? I was thinking Quest. Was oh, it like okay. was it Quest like a game? Yes, Cubert yeah. was an Atari game, like way and it back. With Q. Yeah, wow. Cubert was the character. Mary. It actually was, was turned impressive. into a, it was a cartoon too well, on USA Cartoon <laughs> Express. Oh man, alive! That was solid. Yeah, that wasn't too bad for Q. Heck no, girl, you did great. Although I don't think Quebec is a thing. I don't it think so. It doesn't matter. No. But I, <laughs> I yeah. appreciate that you just came up with something for seven of the ten questions. Yes. Right. So. While walking. Thanks, guys. While walking, correct. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> walking and thinking is hard. I, I know, breathing. right? Walking and breathing is hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It only gets right, worse. Guys. You did awesome. So Bye, much. Mary. Thanks, Thanks Have Mary. Have a great day, girl. Have a great yeah. week. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Right. Man. I know. It's hard. Yeah. I mean, not that I take pleasure when Mary gets a crappy letter like that, but it is fun listening to her try to make up words. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I appreciate Because she goes effort. for it. Like, yes. you know, you'll have other people who Same. call and they'll be like, oh, uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't even know. I just, uh, I, I quit. I can't. Yeah. Uh, right. And they don't even say pass. They just go, uh, right. you got to pass, man. Pass oh. quick. It's in the rules. Yep. Or the suggested rules, I guess I should say. So we, um, what were you going to tell us about the food that you ate along your journey since we were just kind of talking about your trip? Yeah, it was, Tim mo- said it was he wanted seafood. to know about the cuisine. Yeah, I want to hear about the food and we also have to fill you in about something, a, a show note. But let's go food first. Oh, yeah, a show note. Uh, food is super simple. It's super fresh. It's uh, we, There was mostly seafood. I mean, you can order whatever you want. Uh, they call them... Not Oompa Loompas, but I think they're called Oompas, which are basically just these sort of like glorified sausage hot dogs. They got stands everywhere, and they're phenomenal. They're really good. Ooh. And so you have a choice of different toppings, and, you know, they're they're like a good foot long. Um, so, anyway, those were addictive, and we had them in just about every city we visited. But, like, for these sit-down dinners, yeah, it was mostly seafood, just really good Simple preparations, nothing fancy, nothing covered in exotic sauces. Uh, there were a couple of things that I tried that I've never had before, like herring, which is, you know, like tends to be. Herring. How was it served? Uh, like in a cream sauce? Is it pickled? Was it-, it? It was not pickled. There was a cream sauce, but it wasn't like smothering in it. Right. Just a was little. Was it fishy? No. Oh, really? Surprisingly, it was oh, not. wow. What about that? So we talked about it a little bit on the air, but you went on some sort of boat ride. We took, uh, we chartered a boat up the, I forget the name of the the fjord in Bergen. So fjord is river, right? Yes. But fjords tend to refer to the rivers that are surrounded by these just gigantic mountains and cliffs. That's sort of the difference between, say, how we think of a fjord versus a river, even though technically they're the same things. And it's 
breathtaking. I, I don't even know. Like the pictures I was telling Mary, it, it, they, they don't do it justice because they don't show you the depth. And how big everything You're is. looking mm-hmm. at it yeah. in two-dimensional, and I, mm-hmm. I don't know how to bring that to life And when you're looking at it on your phone, you know? Right. But it it's just so, it's just one of those moments yeah. where you're like, I, I can't believe this is real. This is the kind of thing that you see in Mission Impossible movies. And then I was like, oh, that's because they filmed the movie here. Everybody kept saying when we were in Bergen, Norway, hey, did you know Tom Cruise was, they were filming Mission Impossible, like right here. Just go, go up that river. Did anybody have any interactions with Tom Cruise? We didn't meet anyone that did, but yeah. evidently they spent some time there. Oh, oh, yeah, for sure. And he was spotted on a on a bunch of different occasions, so... I guess he was interacting with the locals. Did you feel like the people were happier there? Because they're always on the list of some of the happiest people. Like, oh, oh my Netherland, God. Norway. Like, that whole little area there. Yeah. And they're were just... Were they all nice? They're like, hi, hi. And they look at you in the eye. And they're helpful. And if you look even lost for just one second, they're like, are you lost? Can we help you? Either that or I just look really lost. Whenever <laughs> I'm, whenever everyone, everyone's trying to help this guy. <laughs> they were like, see this guy with the glasses? Yeah, we got to get him. Yeah, They got a pretty good quality of life up in Norway just because it's such a wealthy nation. You know, they're not. I, I said I was talking to someone at a, at a dinner and I said, uh, I, I said, now Norway is not part of the European Union, right? They're like, we, we got oil and we got fish. Why do we need to be? Like, oh, yeah. We, we got everything we need. We have all needed. of our assets right here. And it's sparkling clean. Like the, 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 the parks, the cities, you know, they take really good care of their environment up there. And so I think, yeah, just between that and the, the, they just seem to have a really good quality of life and everybody seems happy. Although, I don't know, man, those winters seem like they would be brutal. I mean, keep in mind, we went in July and we had jackets on. It was 58 degrees for a high one day in Bergen. Now, granted, they were kind of going through a cold snap, but I wasn't expecting to. I just looked up population of Norway, 5 million people. To put that in perspective, Ohio is 11. Oh, right. So it's like half the population and of And they're Ohio. mostly in the southern part of the country. And probably in the cities, too. Because there's not much going on. Like, once you go north of Bergen, there's not... Much to it, and so then from there we flew to Sandefjord, which is in southeastern Norway. It's more of a vacation spot. You got a lot of summer homes there, mm-hmm. big ones, little ones, little little huta, little hutas that they. It's spelled like H Y T T E, but I think it's pronounced huta. Is it like a cabin, sort of? Yeah. yeah, pretty much. He stayed in one that didn't have running water. Right? Oh, that's that was updated. Oh. We got there, so. We stayed at Kristen's aunt and uncle's house, but they had this little hut or this little house in the backyard that they were going to put us up in. And back in the day, it didn't have running water. It had electricity, but it didn't have running water. So she said, I'm just telling you, heads up, you know, when we stay there, you're going to have to like walk outside to use the bathroom in the main house. I'm like, that's no problem. (laughs) We get there and they said, oh no, we completely updated it. It has a shower and it has a full bathroom oh, in there. Wow. We added a second bedroom and it was sweet. I got the best night's sleep ever. Do they rent <laughs> it out like an Airbnb-ish kind of thing? No, but they should. Oh, yeah. They totally great. could. And it's tucked in between these rocks and it's only a five-minute walk to the water. So it's super cute. Oh, that's, wow. That's, that's great. Cool. You know, they're not big, but they're they're cute. Mm-hmm. And they, they just live in this little gated community of all these other little houses and 
that's where they spend like three months out of, the, you know, they're retired. Sure. Uh, but even people from Oslo, it's an hour and a half from Oslo. So a lot of the people who live full time in Oslo who work during the week, they'll come down there for the weekend. Oh, and that's stay. lovely. Like and, a little weekend getaway. Right. That's awesome. I'm yeah. jealous. I'm excited for you. If you ever have an opportunity, and I know you're going to Germany and the Czech Republic uh, later this year, right? Yeah, I've been in September. And you've never been to Germany or the I Czech Republic? I have been to Germany. I've not been to Czech Republic. Got it. Yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm excited. That'll be our, our dabble back into European travel. And like, Chris has never been. He's right. never been to Europe at all? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. It's, but it's been a while for me. Yeah. I mean, every country Same. is different. I mean, Amsterdam, we spent some time in the Netherlands. That's completely different than, say... Oslo, where Oslo is a very sort of sleek, modern, architecturally innovative city, whereas Amsterdam tends to be more traditional, right, and a lot more pot smokers in Amsterdam. But every city that you go to is different. You know, some cities are are cleaner than others. I came across a story this morning about France, how they're trying to clamp down on irresponsible pet owners who let their dog crap here, there, and everywhere and don't clean up after themselves. Mm-hmm. And, it, I mean, it's irritating. You know, whether you're a dog lover or not, yeah, like, you, you it don't takes step two it. seconds. You don't right? want to smell it. Oh, you don't want things. your dog eating someone else's yeah, yeah poo. Right? It's gross. But especially when it's on your property. Yep. Like, you live in a neighborhood where people, they walk their dog and then the neighbor's dog takes a crap on your lawn and doesn't pick it up. Oh, yeah. We used to deal with this. Um, Our neighbor had two German shepherds. And before we moved in, they would they had a relationship with the existing owner. So they would just come over and they didn't really play in the yard very much. But we were like, we're in the yard all the time. So those are big dogs. Yeah. And the poos are pretty big. Mm -hmm. But she took care of it. But we had to talk about it, you know, because you're like, um, excuse me. Yeah. So that's that's a problem, not just here in our community, but it's. You know, it's something people deal with all over the world, including France. So what are they doing? Well, their own CSI on the situation. Several towns and cities in France and Spain and the UK are now using DNA testing to track down irresponsible pet owners. How? <laughs> oh, my God! They now have programs that require pet owners to have their dog's genetics registered and logged in a database that can be accessed by the authorities for several reasons, including tracking dog poop that's left out in public. So if they so if like the poop police is walking around, yes, they can take a sample and a picture and document it. And they sent it to the cops for wow. DNA analysis, which, you know, on one hand sounds kind of absurd, but on the other hand is kind of awesome. Do they get fined or what's the punishment? Yeah. If you get caught, you're issued a fine for the equivalent of about $135. Dang, that's incentive to pick up the poo. Yeah. But my question is, when I was reading the story, I'm like, well, how do they stop people from not having their dog swapped? And it turns out if you're in public with your pet, you're required to carry proof that your dog is registered. So, oh, so if, they can pull you over yeah, for so, that. Yeah, so if Tim is out walking his dog, like, you know, Tim lives down the street from a park. So if he walks his dog up the street and he's hanging out of the park, cop goes by and says, hey, buddy, you got your card? If Tim gets caught without it, he'd be fined around $40 for not having the card. Wow, okay. this is pretty genius. So when Tim 
and most people, I don't know if you know, like if they chip their dog or if they have a collar or whatnot. You're yeah. supposed to, right? You're supposed yep. to register your animal. Yep, with the city or the county. And- yeah, so the the swab is part of the registration process, and ah, that way, that's how they're in the system. They have a record of the DNA. That's interesting. So if they come across the dog poop, and I call the authorities, and I'm like, look, this, I know who it is, and this and, and this pile of crap by my mailbox. Every day, this guy, <laughs> they come by, they take a sample of it, and they say, we've traced it to this dog. And I was like, oh, so it wasn't that neighbor. It was the other neighbor. I feel like in as a guy has two dogs and I walk them every day, I feel like you should get one, one, one per year because there are days I'll bring six bags with me and they, of course, between oh, the two enough. of them, they go seven times. I'm yeah. like, so damn funny. it. Yeah, we have a little roll yeah. on the bottom of uh, Piper's. Thing, leash, like yeah. her little leash and so when she goes we just pull out the bag and then scoop it up and then we have a place where we take all the poop and it always happens on days where you're like what are, what did you eat you ate the mm-hmm. same thing today and yesterday this is like i need to order more bags but it's I'm like, like three yeah. little poopy piles instead of one big one like, you're why, like ah. why do we need more bags it's like well they go seven times a day yeah is that normal by the way why I, do dogs poop so much <laughs> well jay rettinger is the ceo of a company called Poo Prince that was explaining how the technology works to track down specific offending dogs. Simple cheek swab that gets DNA from that dog, and when they find the poop, they'll take a small little sample, and we match it back to the poopatrator. Oh, the poopatrator. Yeah, (laughs) but he's making a mint with this because, like I said, there are towns in France and now Spain Israel, parts of London, who are all using either that or a similar system. See, I would like this. Um, our dog isn't like fully vaccinated, so she's not really supposed to go to like the dog park and stuff. But I will take her if um, like there's nobody there. But then also when you go there, there's a lot of little piles of poop everywhere because people aren't picking up after their dogs. Yeah, so I have to take her because sucks. she can't eat or, you know, be around that kind of stuff. Right. So, but that's this is a good way that I would love to see maybe that come to an end. And you get the little bags. You yeah, know, you just use do the bags it. And you just, you know, dump it in Listen, either the. Yeah, nobody likes picking up the dog poop. No one. Just do it, though. We all do it. Yeah, I mean, there's a way to do it where you don't have to actually touch it. Oh, yeah. You put your hand, you yeah, invert just reverse the bag. reverse the bag. Right. Invert the bag, then you grab the poo, and then you revert the bag and tie. And then you dump it in the garbage in the garage. <laughs> yeah. You know what's crazy is Whatever. I walk through all of Clifton all over the place, and there are two apartment buildings that provide bags for their people. Mm-hmm. Look at that. With garbage bins. They even make it easier. And those are the ones nobody uses. And those lawns are just filled with Number two. Oh, man. I'm like, they're giving you the bags. They're giving you, you don't have to they're do anything. It easy. Right. Yeah. So we'll see People. If, if that technology makes its way over here. I'm all right with it. All right. All right. Let's check the roads one final time in the morning, unless something breaks between now and this afternoon. Denise, what do we have? Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast, brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy.